0: Hi, you're listening to Pop-Up Podcasting. We make podcasting easy, so stick around for tips, tricks, and a behind-the-scenes look at the podcast industry. Hi, I'm Lisa, and in this episode, JP, Will, Richard, and I discuss sound design for narrative style podcasting, sound tools you can use, and tips when gathering ambient sound. So the sound design, maybe some special effects. We could talk about the more artistic aspects of it and also just the more sort of practical, like where might people go to find good music or special effects sources when they get to the stage.
1: I think we've touched on it maybe in a a bit of a past episode as well, too. But we always see a lot of that stuff as like uh, what really like elevates it. Right. I, I mean, if we, we've already talked in previous episodes about, you know, needing that good hook, connecting with your listeners, emotions, everything. Like if you're checking all of those boxes, you know, people are still listening to whatever program you've produced because you've done a good enough job with your preparation and all of that. I think your sound design and everything is what then can, you know, really draw you in to it and like elevate you above sort of your competition, I would say. Uh, uh, because yeah, like you can really set the scene. Like if say it's a, one of those, you know, very popular murder mystery ones, right? Like if you're describing the night of when this alleged crime took place, you know, if you have the the good doorknob sound as the intruder enters or the creaky floor or whatever it is, right? Like you can really um set the scene and like you're almost like, you know, you're bordering on that that movie level of uh immersion, I would mm-hmm. say. Is where it can uh, take it. That's how I view it anyways, is sort of like what what sort of elevates you, takes you over the top and really like immerses your audience.
2: Well, yeah, so if, if you want to, like, really, you're going to need the tools to do it, and part of those tools is going to be access to a very good music library and not just necessarily so there's there's music libraries like like radio based music libraries where it's like instrumentals and stuff like that but for these things maybe you want real music so like actual lyrics and singing and stuff like that so there's music for film websites and like uh I used um I ended up using Soundstripe for one of mine um, it's just, you know, a bunch of artists that put their music up there for, for basically for rental, for lease, for, for films and for this kind of project. And then you would need uh, access to a really good sound effects library. I think, uh, JP, you keep bringing up Marvel. And I think the big, uh, <laughs> I'm not big like sound the world's effects biggest library. Marvel fan. Just, yes, hey, no, are. I'm a yes, huge Marvel fan. Okay. <laughs> like I will, I will fully, I'm a huge comic book guy. I'm a big Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. I'm all that. But um, one of those, like, I think Marvel ends up using Boom Library uh, for some of their stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a they have so many different packs of sound effects. that Lots of those wows. Just, yeah. And they have like everything. They have like quiet nature stuff. They have like huge tech stuff. They have everything. So, you know, that's something that you would have to think of if you're about to like dive into this. Like those are going to be some of the tools necessary. Yeah.
3: I've been lucky to work on a couple of productions where we had custom music. And it's not you know, it's not cheap because uh, everybody needs to be compensated for their time. And, and, yeah. uh, and in our, and, and in an artist's case, you know, buying out the, the copyright or, or licensing it. And, uh, but it's really cool when you're like, it's awesome. I want to send, I'm going to send you this like sort of scene with just dialogue and then, uh, you know, something composed that just like hits the beats exactly where you need them is really cool. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The other thing I'll I'll add to that kind of production side of things is if you're interviewing in the field for these narrative style podcasts and, you know, a lot of them are a big mix of like remote interviews and studio interviews and, Mm -hmm. and field interviews, in-person interviews, but One of my big, big tips or big learnings when I've worked on sort of documentary style podcasts is gathering sound in the field and even like writing yourself a little checklist or getting, because it's, it's always, it's, it's always harder to fake it, right? When you're like, if you're like walking across, you know, a gravelly driveway with this guy, whatever the the murder weapon is in his garage and he's like mm-hmm. let me show you the old murder weapon uh mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know as you're walking across that driveway like point your mic at his feet and like pick that up and you know pick up the creaky garage door opening and and things like that because yeah those things that put you in the in the real environment and and even you know give yourself give yourself the time. In some cases, it'll make sense to do that after the, after the main interview is just like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the driveway and like walk across it, and record my feet (laughs) or whatever. Right. If you're, if you're not able to get it while the person is is talking, but, um, kind of getting those, those things in, in place. Cause people will also notice if you fake it wrong.
2: Yeah, if you do a poor job of doing the sound effects, mm. the sound design, it'll it'll yeah, it'll be obvious. And that's another thing JP of what you're talking about is if you want to record all that stuff, like you kind of need a fairly good recorder. Like yeah. it's if you have like a, you know, a very basic field recorder, uh it's going to pick up a lot of the wind and a lot of the stuff that you don't really want it to pick up, so it's going to be hard to mix. Yeah. Mix that stuff in, which is where some of the even some of the free Libraries online, like there's a thing called. there's a website called Free Sound, and it's just people that basically do that. They just recorded their own sounds. Some of them sound like they were recorded on a phone from 1999. Right. but some of them sound like they were professionally recorded, and they, someone was just bored and uploaded that. So yeah, that's another thing. You have to try to record it yourself. Hopefully, you get a really good audio quality the first time, or try to do it yourself, try to like, like JP. said, recreate the walking on the pavement.
3: And if not, after that, you're going to try to have to source it somewhere. Yeah. And get it as cleanly as you can, because, uh, yeah, it's going to be noticeable if you're like, listen to these crows, but there's like a lawnmower going in the background or, or whatever. <laughs> and on that topic, I was going to say just in terms of faking it badly, I remember we were working on, or I was working on a a show for the nature conservancy of Canada that was more sound designed and, and kind of documentary style. And we were putting in bird sounds And they were like, make sure you put in the right bird sounds because it's like, yeah, if you put in like, (laughs) oh, this is taking place in Oshawa, but you have a bird that only exists in, you know, Pickering. I don't know why I chose chose two places so close together, but (laughs) yeah, the bird, the bird nerds will know. So be, uh, be careful about that. I
2: feel like this is a perfect opportunity for Will to mention a specific
1: show.
0: (laughs) Will, do you know of a show like that, that like uses some kind of bird noises?
1: I mean, maybe the Crow Patrol, Uh, just just maybe. Yeah, they might have a couple squawks in there.
0: Okay, But yeah, that was like what we were taught in school was get that ambient and then to be so aware of it, because there'd be times like if if you're doing, let's say, an interview. And you set it up in a restaurant mm-hmm. and you don't it doesn't occur to you like, oh, you're going to get those like forks clanking and like the ch- the chatter in the background that you want. But you're also going to get like Madonna playing in the background right. at low volume <laughs> yeah. and then you're going to be cutting your clips and it's yeah. not going to line up. And so and like that was something that sometimes I've learned a bit the hard way, but that was kind of drilled into us in school.
3: Yeah. Well, and like in any recording scenario, like we've talked about before, like control your environment. Like that's that in that case, I would be like, can we turn off the TV in the bar or can we, you know, like let's clanking forks is fine, but I don't Mm want to deal with like, yeah. Copywritten stuff. Yeah. Copywritten stuff or stuff that's not going to cut well.
0: Thanks for checking out Pop-Up Podcasting. Podcasting made easy. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting or starting your own podcast, you can find us at popuppodcasting.ca, where you can download our free guide, Podcasting at Work.